welcome. Thank you for being tuned in to KAPL. And at this moment, Rogue Grace. Live, yep. Peter John, still alive. Glad to be alive. I really am. got a ride out here this morning with my dad. See, I can't drive. They won't let me drive yet. So he comes and gets me at six in the morning and we come out to church. And I'm just so grateful that when I was in the hospital, when I was out of it, not only was my wife there, but my dad was there too. And then my mom was with my kids. So it was a pretty good setup for me. And I didn't know why, but um, I was, I moved up here. And I knew that God was, was telling me to move up here. And now I know why. Because I didn't know that all this was going to come down. In fact, Scott just told me that I look really good in these clothes. And I'm telling him, yeah, because I lost all that weight. So now I can fit in my old clothes. See, I was bigger because um, the medicine I was on. Now I'm not even on it anymore. Mm, I kind of was um, kicked off that medicine, the prednisone and the steroids during that six weeks or so that I was in the hospital. So I'm back to my normal self and, uh, well, at least physically, not mentally, but I'm thinking about how the Lord brought me up here and I didn't even know what was about in the course of the year going to come down. But I was sure, I was really confident that I was supposed to move north not that I didn't like being in the California, south, beautiful Orange County. I did. But for some reason, the Lord told me, time to pick up and move. And I look at my family, my wife and kids, and I see even them benefiting from our from our move last year. See, they're not quite as busy <laughs> in terms of social life. My wife's now going to college to study, to be a nurse. My, my kids are in high school. My, my daughter, Bailey's a cheerleader. My other daughter, Sadie, is playing softball. It's just a great deal, and I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for, for so many of the people here at Applegate Fellowship that have known me my whole life, quite frankly. And I didn't know I was about to go into the hospital for six weeks, but the Lord knew and he had me move up to a community that, that I've been a part of my whole life, basically. 
And I see his sovereignty in that, in that way. And so now I get to get back on the air again. And I'm grateful for that. I'm also thinking about what God has for me in terms of the ministry here at, at the fellowship. Um, because I love doing the radio. I'm not going to continue to do that. But what else? See, I, I, I was writing a book and I wrote a book. Um, it was last summer that I did that. And that was great. But now it's done. So I'm like, Lord, what do you want from me? So I'm waiting to see what the Lord wants for me in terms of everyday ministry. I mean, I love doing the radio and I'm going to continue to do that. And I love um, when to preach, although I love hearing my dad and my brother even more than preaching myself. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting on the Lord. What does he want for me? Um, so I'll keep you updated on that when it, when it comes. Maybe in the next few days, maybe in the next few weeks. I'm not sure yet. But I'm excited to see what this next season is going to bring. Right now on the radio, I'm doing, I'm starting the book of Jonah. And so I have some thoughts. It's a, it's, it's a lot of personal stuff too in this particular study. Usually I'm not that personal. Usually I, I get into the scriptures or into the, the study and like to look at it. And, you know, I don't necessarily bring myself into it all that much because I don't have a whole lot to offer to quite frankly. Not compared to God and his word. I love God and his word, don't you? Isn't it amazing how God and his word can relate to so many of us, even though we might be as different as night and day? I bet that you're different than me in a lot of ways. I bet you might not even be the same age as me, or you have a different philosophy than me politics than me. I bet you do. I bet you do. But you like to listen because we get into the word of God. And that's what I like too. I like to listen to the word of God. I like to listen to it even more than preach it, quite frankly, on Sundays at this point. Because I don't know, I just, I love to hear what God is saying what God is speaking. And uh, I hear a lot of that on Sundays, Wednesday nights. By the way, tonight, Wednesday night, come out. A guy named John Corson is going to be opening up the book of Proverbs. John Corson is my dad. He's the guy that gave me a ride to the church this morning. And he has a lot of good things to say from the book of Proverbs. You know, he's been around a little bit, a while. So have I. He's been around a little longer because he's my dad. And so um, there's just good, foundational, gospel wisdom given when he goes through the book of Proverbs. So come on out tonight. I mean, what what else, what better thing to do 
unless you already have a family function, family is important. But if you're not, I mean, what are you going to do? Watch TV? Read a book? Okay. You can do that anytime. Wednesday night, you can come out to Bible study. So come on out. You'll be blessed. I promise you, you will. And this morning, and then we'll rebroadcast at 3 o'clock, and then next week, um, I'm going to, probably I'm praying about, I'm thinking about doing going back to the two times a day thing that I was doing before uh, everything collapsed. Um, so I'm going to go back to that next week. This week, we're just doing one in the morning and then rebroadcasting it at 3 o'clock. Or you can download the podcast as well because we're going to go through, we started yesterday, the book of Jonah. You know the guy. Swallowed by hmm, a whale? Ah, Probably a great fish. And Jesus said that that was the precursor, the foreshadow, the prophecy of his own death and resurrection. Three days in the earth, on the third day he would rise. Just as Jonah was three days in the whale. So, in the book of Jonah, God chases Jonah down. God shows that his will is greater than Jonah's will. And God shows us that even if he has to get us into a whale of an issue, he's going to be faithful to fulfill his purpose in our lives. Now think about this. What if, this is my opinion from the book of Jonah, even when we go off track, which we can, God is still going to accomplish his purpose and his will in our lives. And I am suggesting from the book of Jonah and also the New Testament, I'm suggesting to you that there's not a plan B or C or D. I I know many, most probably believe that there is, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, fight to the death over this, but I'm giving you my opinion that God has a plan and a purpose and he accomplishes it for each one of us as his people. Now, it might take a great fish. You might smell like whale guts, depending on how you're going to go with God's will and how I'm going to go with God's will. And I know that, you know what, as much as I would like to be in God's will, there are times when I need to get swallowed up by something and brought back into the center of God's will. And that's exactly what happens. But to know, to know that God is going to accomplish his will in my life, his plan, not because of me, maybe in spite of me, Ah, It's amazing grace. Amazing grace. 
Jonah. His name means dove. That's what Jonah is, dove. And it's the dove of the Holy Spirit in our lives that guides and directs us. So let's look at the book of Jonah. We will right after this. Righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, 
oh, oh, oh, yeah, come on. Oh, 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 yeah. I got love, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got love, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Oh, 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 yeah, come on now. Oh, 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 yeah. I got love, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Oh, 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 yeah. I got love, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. Now the Lord tells Jonah to go to Nineveh which was a bit east and north of where he was at in Israel. The reason is because their evil had come up before the Lord. Now that word evil can mean either just as it sounds evil, or it can mean also, and I like this, just as easily be translated disaster. And so when I read this, I find when you look at the situation of Nineveh, that they were not just going through evil, although that be so. They were also going through real disaster. Economically and financially, as well as spiritually, they were out of it. That's why they were so receptive, ultimately, when Jonah finally got there and preached the message. Because they were hurting. They were out. They were down. So, it says that God says their evil has come up before me. But it it doesn't just mean evil. It means also disaster. God, he saw the mess in Nineveh, that Gentile civilization. And he says, 
to Jonah, it's come up before me. Go and preach to those people. The Lord is so compassionate upon me and you that even when we go off track and our lives seem to be going off the cliff, God sees that and he feels for us. He hurts, so to speak, for us because he loves us. And how often he'll send a Jonah. (laughs) That is the dove. That's what Jonah's name means. He'll send his spirit to come and speak to us. To tell us to turn around, perhaps. Or to comfort us. If we don't need to turn around. Or he'll send us a Jonah, a person in our lives that will speak to us, that knows how to get into our our thinking. And so God is going to do that with Nineveh. He's going to send them Jonah. But it says, Jonah rose to flee. (laughs) He didn't want anything to do with it. Now, we looked at yesterday that he was already a prophet of the Lord being used by God. In 2 Kings, we saw how Jonah preached a message of peace and healing to Israel when they were going through very hard times. And it, it wasn't even a message based on repentance or the people of Israel turning to God. In fact, they never did, even during the time of Jonah's preaching. And yet he still brought a word that the Lord had brought to him, that the Lord had given him, that God was going to meet the needs of the people. He was going to turn things around, and it happened, just like he said. Now, this guy Jonah was a prophet's son. His dad, we are told in 2 Kings, Amittai was also a prophet. So Jonah liked to prophesy, but good things, good news to God's people. When it came to preaching bad things, tough things, To those that weren't yet God's people, Jonah wanted nothing to do with it. I get it. I get it. I'm a preacher's kid. I like to preach the gospel. I like to talk to God's people. I don't like to preach a message to those that are not God's people. But it has to be done. If I'm truly going to be complete, like Paul talks about to Timothy. If I'm going to be whole, like Paul talks about to Timothy, you have to be able to instruct, to teach, to prophesy, to do all of those things. Now, Jonah didn't want to go because I think he knew that there would be 
healing and repentance. And he wasn't a big fan of the Ninevites. Now, they were going through hard times during the time of Jonah, economically, financially. So Jonah was probably happy to see that. He didn't want to bring about revival to the pagans, to the Gentiles. They weren't even Jews. Why would God call him to a group of people out of the covenant? Those are some of the things that I think were going through his mind. So he goes to Tarshish. Most likely, most likely that's Spain today. Can't be certain, but it's most likely. And it, somewhere around there, if it's not Spain itself, because he's going west instead of east. He's going away from Nineveh. So he's heading off to Europe or somewhere like that in the boat, which means he was headed in the Mediterranean. But it says, away from the presence of the Lord. I wonder if he knew that. And if he did, what was his rationale to go away from the presence of the Lord? I wonder if he's going to have to explain himself in heaven. Because that's an interesting statement. That he went to Tarshish to get away from the presence of the Lord. Verse 4, But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest, so that the ship threatened to break up. It wasn't just a random or spontaneous storm. It was divine. It was one that the Lord had sent. Because he was going to get Jonah where Jonah was supposed to be all along. Let's talk about that storm right after this. i 
presence. So Jonah paid the fare and went down into the ship to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break I, I note how it says the ship threatened to break up. It didn't, but it threatened. It seemed as though it was going to. It was giving the implications that it was about to go to pieces. And in life, when we're going in the wrong direction, like Jonah... I think that sometimes the Father who loves us so much lets it seem as though everything's going to fall apart. 
Everything's going to go into pieces. Because he is lovingly steering us back into the right direction. I think that happens. Even the situation that I've been in, I'm not... I'm not necessarily saying I was going in the wrong direction because I I was doing the best that I could for the most part. But it seemed like there have been times the past several weeks when everything was falling apart. But when we think things are simply falling apart, we can as Christians, as believers in God, actually believe, wait a minute, wait a minute, God is redirecting or he is shaping and molding, but he's up to something and it's not going to fall apart. I just don't know where I'm going yet. (laughs) And I'm kind of still there right now and not, not totally, but I love doing the radio. I love coming to Applegate. I'm happy to to be, I'm thrilled to be here. I don't want to be anywhere else. But I also know that God is trying to speak to me. Like I said a couple segments ago, I I wrote the book, then I went down. Now I'm back. And I wonder what the Lord wants me to do besides the radio, which I love doing. I'm not sure yet. I don't know when I'll be sure. Maybe tonight, maybe in a month. I don't know. But I do know that he uses the storms we go through to get us in the right place, to turn us around when we need to. He loved Jonah. He didn't give up on Jonah. He didn't say, okay, you're gone. Let's get another guy. He didn't do that. Isn't that awesome? I would have if I was God, but he didn't. He said, I'm sticking with Jonah, even if it takes a storm and a fish. I'm going to get him to where I want him to be. That's what the Lord does with me. I know it. I love the Lord. He knows I love him. And so he'll use the storm and the fish and the issues that I go through to get me in the right place. Thank you, Lord. He does the same with me and he does the same with you. And so it says that the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea. Isn't that amazing? I I don't know for sure yet. I can't say at this point. But I don't know what storms we go through are 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 of the world, but you also wonder which ones that the Lord sends. I think what I went through the Lord sent it, quite frankly. Stuff was going on in my brain. I had to have two surgeries on my brain. (laughs) How that happened, nobody even knows. But I think that the Lord wants to speak to me and direct me. And the same is true for you. You're going through a storm. What if the Lord sent it? Wow, could you? I'm going down. No, you're not. 
He's directing you. He's guiding you. Me too. He's faithful. When you hit another song, come back for our final segment right after this. My heart is overjoyed. Kingdom has finally come. I see the face of my maker, the father, the son. No, I won't walk, I will run. I hear the trumpet sound. Your wonders all around. No one can question your power, your sovereign, your crown. All that's lost now is found. And we'll say, you are mighty, you are Lord. No one greater than you, Yahweh. All the angels, all the world singing high. 
welcome back to Rogue Grace. This is Peter John, and we are considering this morning the story of Jonah as he heads off to Tarshish, and we read that the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so the ship threatened to break up. Are you going through something like that right now? Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. But maybe somebody is. And it feels like things are about to break up. Maybe you're being threatened. There's a great wind, a mighty tempest. What if it's not coincidence? What if the Lord is going to use that to get you where you're supposed to be? If you're a Christian, that's exactly what it is. I'm telling you that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose that the Lord is using those things to guide and direct your life. Maybe it's not easy. Maybe it's not something that you would have signed up for, but you're going to see the Lord get you from where you are to where you're supposed to be because he loves you. You belong to him. He doesn't have a plan B for you. He didn't walk away from Jonah. He didn't turn his back on Jonah. He faithfully stayed with Jonah. In fact, he brought the storm to Jonah, the fish to Jonah, to get Jonah where he was supposed to be. So here's the thing, guys. Listen, even if we're going through tough times, even if you are feeling sick or your finances are tight. The business seems like it's going down. The marriage is going through rough days. You know what? The Lord is going to use all of that when you belong to him. To get you and to get me where we're supposed to be. Thank God. That all things work together for good. Even those things that we think are calamities or difficulties, God is using. It says that the Lord in the story hurled a great wind upon the sea. That's how much he was with, that's how much he was after Jonah. Even when Jonah was going in the exact wrong direction, God hurled a storm at him. (laughs) I think the Lord does that with me. With what I go through. And I think he does that with you. Because he loves us. That's cool. Well, we looked at so far... Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 4. So tomorrow, 
Lord willing, we'll pick up in verse 5 and look at how Jonah and his fellow mariners worked through all of this and how God was able to bring himself glory through this storm that they're now entering. Looking forward to that again tonight. Come on out. The book of Proverbs. You're going to be blessed. It's a great, great uh, use of your time, investment of your time to be in God's word and to worship him as well. So that's tonight at seven o'clock. Hope you can make it. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Me too. (laughs) May he bless us and keep us. All because Jesus cried from the cross, it is finished. It's finished. You know that? It's finished. All you got to do is believe. Talk to you tomorrow. God bless.